I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. We are continuing on in 2 Samuel chapter 24, and we are on verse 16. If you remember last time we were reading, it said David had three options for punishment, and that he chose the three days of plague rather than being subject to three months of fleeing from enemies. Possibly smart, one option that the footnote gives is that David knew that the Lord might have more mercy on the Israelite people than the enemies would if the enemies pursued them for three months that's a good a good thought is that the Lord does have great mercy in verse 16 it says when the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem the Lord was grieved because of the calamity and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, Enough, withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I am the one who has sinned and done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? Let your hand fall upon me and my family. And that's the sentiment we were talking about last night, where the leader should feel responsible for the failure of the people and for the failure of the nation. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's the leader who's going to set the culture. In verse 18, On that day, Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Urana the Jebusite, So David went up, as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Arana looked and saw the king and his men coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Arana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord, that the plague on my people may be stopped. Neat little footnote here. Many believe that this threshing floor where David built the altar is the same location where Abraham nearly sacrificed his son Isaac, where Solomon built the temple, and where centuries later Jesus would teach and preach. It's kind of neat. Arana said to David, Let my lord the king take whatever pleases him and offer it up, 
Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. O king, Arana gives all this to the king. Arana also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid fifty shekels of silver for them. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered prayer in behalf of the land and the plague on Israel was stopped. And that is the end of the book of 2 Samuel. The footnote for the last verse says, The book of 2 Samuel describes David's reign as king. Since the Israelites first entered the promised land under Joshua, they had been struggling to unite the nation and drive out the wicked inhabitants. Now, after more than 400 years, Israel was finally at peace. David had accomplished what no leader before him, judge, or king had done. His administration was run on the principle of dedication to God and to the well-being of the people. Yet, David also sinned. Despite his sins, however, the Bible calls David a man after God's own heart. Because when he sinned, he recognized it and confessed his sins to God. David committed his life to God and remained loyal to him throughout his lifetime. Psalms gives an even deeper insight into David's love for God. That's a good footnote. And I also think that the reason why David was considered a man after God's own heart is because David recognized that the Lord loved him. And I think that's important to God, that we're not always living on the basis of what is good and what is evil. You know, we're not always lo looking at, oh, God's only going to love me if I do this, and otherwise he's going to reject me. If that was the case, David would have been rejected, and Abraham would have been rejected, and we would be rejected. But I don't really think God wants to relate to us on the basis of what is good and what is evil. I truly believe he wants to relate to us on the basis of what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us and our inheritance in him and that God simply created us and he loves us and he purchased us with the blood of his son and there doesn't have to be anything controversial or difficult about that your creator created you you were stolen from him by a sinful nature and then he purchased you with his own death this is the greatest love story ever written. And I think David had a, an appreciation of the fact that God created him and God loved him. And that that propelled David as a king and even before, just as a, as a general, uh, as, just as a person. So we will start the next book of the Bible, which is going to be 1 King. And we will learn about Solomon's leadership. Solomon was David's son. Do you remember who Solomon's mother was? No. Bathsheba. So the Lord brought Solomon on from Bathsheba and David, and Solomon would be 
the leader of the Israelite people in what was probably the greatest time in, in the Israelite history as far as like they had the most power, the most money, the most influence in the world during Solomon's time. And David really did set up a nice, good united kingdom for Solomon to inherit. And we'll learn about Solomon. Solomon was just like his dad in the sense that he struggled. But Solomon struggled hard. And Solomon was very wise. Very wise, very rich. And he learned a lot. And he has a lot of good things to say. So we will get into the kings and discover more about that. Do you guys have anything, any questions, anything you want to discuss tonight? No. Probably just that, um, like when you said the United Kingdom, I was like, um, like, at, I was thinking about, like, the UK kind of thing. Mm. Like, how, like, the UK. That's a good point to clarify. I wasn't talking about, didn't mean to talk about the United Kingdom. I just meant that the kingdom of Israel was united. Because even though you can have, well, think about the United States. I don't feel like the United States is very united right now as people. I feel like people have differences in opinions about some things, differences in beliefs, and that for the most part, we identify ourselves in this in the United States, we identify ourselves by what's different about one another. Wouldn't you say that's true? More than we identify what's the same about each of us, we identify by our differences. Yeah. On one hand, I'm I'm okay with my differences with other people. I'm I'm glad God that God made me unique and made me the way I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm good with that. But we could also choose to unite in the fact that we were all created by God and that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. Not just for a couple people, but for everyone. And we could unite in that. And it would be a better place. But so you understand what it means that even though there was a kingdom of Israel, it wasn't united necessarily until David served as king and brought it together but that won't last long anything else no alright well it was a fun chapter I mean a fun book and I enjoyed reading it with you boys I thank you for your attention and your questions and your responses and I just pray that the Lord will reveal more about him and his relationship with you as you grow up and remember these verses and remember the story and lessons and everything that is spoken in 2 Samuel. I love you boys. I love you too. You guys are good kids.